0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. The following is a paid program.
0: The action is right here right at Home with Rich. Right now I am your host Rich Orris, and man do we got some we got some good topics for you today. Got some really exciting things I want to want to go over with you but I also want to invite you right off the bat give me a call, get in on the conversations, ask your questions 314-241-9797. Give me a shout and we've got some great things to go over. Don't forget about our Stefanina's gift card giveaway. Call in when you call in, leave a phone number with Zach and uh, we'll pick a winner at the end of the show. And we'll call you next week, get your information and send that uh, gift card right out to you. So, easy way to get in on that just call in and ask me a question and you could win a $25 gift card to Stephanie's Pizzeria Italian restaurant they got like five or six great locations you will absolutely love it there give us a shout 314-241-9797 and kind of going into you know what's happening today i've got some great things want to talk about curb appeal changing the appearance of your home You know, I'd love to cover bathrooms, big master baths, down to small little hall baths or half baths. Got my ride at home with Rich Hack here. Got the best one ever today in the middle of the show. You do not want to miss out on this. We're going to go over disinfectants and what what you're supposed to be doing. This is something you really, really want to hear. And then maybe if we have some time putting on an addition on your home, How should you gauge that against moving? Should you move or should you add on and remodel and make the home uh, what it's worth for you? So we got some great things to go over with you. Want to get straight into it if I can, but also wanted to remind everybody, you know, for all the things that Mosby does, check out our website, callmosby.com. Today was our kitchen seminar. They're actually probably wrapping that up right about now having some conversations and taking some questions and stuff. And so we do these seminars throughout the year on a bunch of different topics. We have our next one on March 9th going over exteriors. It would be at the uh, Lodge de Pair at uh, 1030 a.m. It's always on a Saturday and show up around 10. But we would love to know Get kind of a head count if you either call our office, 314-909-1800, or just jump on our website, callmosby.com, and you can find the Seminars tab. Register for that seminar. How many people come in? We'll have some snacks. We'll have some things. We're trying to make them really good and interesting for you. It's always great information. So get in on those uh, seminars for sure if you can. That's callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B com. So, and you will find a ton, a ton of great information on there. So, but I wanted to get into this this curb appeal front of the house thing um, right now. You know, when you when you kind of look around, it's winter, and you know the plants and things are kind of down, and and the grass and the snow. You know, things. It's a good time, I think, to talk about this because you know it's just it's a good time to look at your home and start thinking about maybe what you might want to do or change in the spring and really, you know, how can you help your house out? And you know what? So when I think about curb appeal, I kind of really started thinking about it this morning and said, well, you know, what? what is even the definition? What What does it even mean? You know, curb appeal and looked up a couple different places and, you know, Webster's dictionary basic thing. It's a visual attractiveness of a house as seen from the street. Um, when you look at the, the urban dictionary, I I think it sounds a little better. The aesthetic charm of a house when first seen from the street. So they talk about when you first see it and they talk about charm, which I really like of, you know, how, when you look at your house, do you think of things like charm? Are you really going, wow, this is really nice. And, you know, so what can you do to kind of get that up there? So, but when I, when I looked at Wikipedia, it really came into the first time they started talking about prospective buyers, you know, and um, the, the attractiveness of the exterior of a residential or commercial property as viewed from the street, but then they get into, Um, how the housing boom kind of caused the the term curb appeal um, and what that it was used for you know appealing of a property to prospective buyers during the housing boom so this kind of got crafted you know to to say wow our place looks better come look at this so thinking of you know what you should do and what people think of your home on that first impression, you know, when they first walk up, they first pull up to that curb, get out of the car, you know, what is their impression of your house? So then I kind of started thinking about it. So who should be worried about this? Who should consider, you know, their curb appeal? And really it honestly should be important to all homeowners, I think, Um, not just people looking to sell their home, but just in general, when you look at, you know, good curb appeal and when you look at how you set it up it can actually save you money and it can help distract criminals too if you do the landscaping and things like that you know in a certain way so you know well placed trees in the yard um could actually cut down on the sun you know hitting hitting windows and stuff it can cut down on the wind just beating on certain sides of the home and air infiltration and You know, it literally cuts some energy cost. When we look at a house and we look at, you know, you talk to your HVAC guy about how they calculate, you know, how much heating and cooling you need for a home. They actually look at the trees and the things around you to help figure that out. You know, how much will you need? So it's actually that important and it's a part of that calculation. And, of course, if you do the shrubs right, you know it could help people from from getting too close to your house or help them from seeing into windows that maybe you don't want them to see into you know if you, if you do everything right and can kind of help deter people from wanting to you know criminals look around your house and maybe find a good spot to try and get in and things like that so in and keeping things in the yard you know trimmed and maintained is is you know it kind of lets them know that there's a regular occupant there. They're home a lot. They take care of things. So they're probably around or they might have a, um, you know, alarm system or something. So, so it could kind of deter them from that aspect too is just, you know, it's kind of when you go out of town and people say, well, have somebody get your mail and pick up the newspapers, you know, give it a feel that you're around. Well, your, your landscaping, believe it or not, can actually give out, that feel you know so that people kind of go okay i'll go on to the next one and hopefully find something that someone's not actually home a whole whole lot so i've got ton more on this but i think what we'll do eric is let's get into our first break here and then i can pick back up on this and if you want to join this conversation feel free to give me a call 314-241-979 all right we are back we are live taking your calls Right now, if you want to get in on any of these or even just, you know, give some suggestions of a, of a hack or something or, you know, if I, if I list off a topic, I've got some stuff on it and you really, really want to hear it, call and start the conversation on it and then we'll just end up getting into that if it's something that you're like, you know, kind of jumping out of your seat and can't wait to hope that that happens. So feel free to uh, join me right here today. 314-241-9797. So um, kind of looking at, the, you know, we were talking about the curb appeal before the break and really, you know, um, what it is and what it matters and, and things like that. And so looking at kind of what can you do, because, you know, there's big jobs that people do all the time that we actually perform a lot in designing them and everything. But, you know, what? what are some of the the smaller things that can help out for you that can really make a difference. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to realize what something that's so easy or so small or, you know, not a huge, huge time-consuming or expensive thing to do can, can really help you out and just make the house look that much better overall. Um, but, you know, simple things, you know, mowing and edging the lawn really well, Um, weeding flower beds, seeding the lawn, keeping it thick, you know, just, just keeping that lawn up in general, um, is just such a good kind of maintenance thing to do. And just looks good. You know, when you pull up to a house, you know, sweeping sidewalks and driveway, driveways and, and keeping them cleaned up, you know, when you pull up to a house and you see that you really you can notice, you kind of look at it and go, oh, yeah, this is well-maintained. You just have a good feeling about where you're at. So maintenance is so, so important to something like this. So along with that, you know, replacing light bulbs, just cleaning windows, pressure washing, siding, and just removing, you know, when you do that, not just getting clean, but removing dust and cobwebs and, you know, things like that on the outdoor fixtures and everything really just dresses everything up. So, you know, painting is, is, is a big thing that, you know, walk about the house, look at the house. You know, sometimes you don't even realize one side of the house starts needing painting way before the other. So maybe you don't have to paint the entire house, but there's areas that you could do, and it wouldn't be as expensive as a whole house paint job, but it would bring that look back up and just, you know, really make it look nice. So, you know your fascia trims where they're chipping and peeling and you know front front post your front door and your front post repairing and or replacing or painting those damaged posts are so so important just to the look of the house and the look of that you know curb appeal of the home in general so but thinking about you know larger changes larger projects and kind of looking at the house going okay you know what do i want to do and and how can i really change this is really where a company like mosby that you know does the conceptual designs does the 3d renderings has everybody there to look at the whole project from start to finish including you know designers and architects and construction minded people up front really looking at how does this get built so that we can really price it accordingly and build it properly um, and make sure it's what's going to work for you and your home and really, you know, show something good. It's so easy to look at the home and think, you know what, I, if I make this porch bigger, I do this or I add a gable here. But until you really see that and and see it in like 3D, you know, I had one last week that I was looking at that, um, you know, he, he wants to make the front porch, Bigger, deeper, really stand out, and he wants to do a gable that matches the gable over the garage. But when you do this, you know, I was a little concerned on how big do we really make this because the two gables are almost going to connect. They're almost going to meet at a, at, a, at a valley together. So that can be hard to manage water and collect water and and have a gutter that works properly and everything. But also, as you bring it out forward, then it comes out into the same plane as the garage. You know, it sounds good bigger, but then once you see it, it may be too big and, and may end up deciding just to pull that back some so that they're not like right next to one another like that. And really knowing how that works or might make it smaller, like not as wide so that they don't touch and there's an area to collect water, but also kind of break them up. So you're not just looking at these two gables right next to one another. It sounds great, but until you really see it, the importance of that, you know, you, you don't want to make a mistake all of a sudden in building this project and really bam, all of a sudden you're, you're three-fourths of the way through it, and you're going, man, I don't know that I like the way that's coming together. Or you end up with a water issue down the road. So how you go through that, see these renderings, selecting materials, and seeing them on the renderings, and not only that, but seeing some of the newer things live and in person. I mean, renderings are renderings. And you know, going out and, and seeing a roof or a newer roof product, you know, some of the newer things that you have can can really bring suspect a little bit to, you know, warranty. Just because something says something, you got to read the fine print and you really just don't know how well these things are truly going to last, especially when they're really, really new. And, and then being able to see them because they're not everywhere. So sometimes you got to take hours you know, to really go drive far and look around and look at different synthetic roofs and stuff because they're just not on every street. And so, you know, seeing them on one home might not look quite as good, you know, on yours. And, you know, in in my very own last house we owned, we had to replace the roof. And, you know, we looked at kind of two gray colors of roofs and I had kind of seen them, so I kind of knew which might look a little better. My wife kind of looked at them both on on the sample boards and said, you know, boy, they're both gray. I think either way they're going to look fine. Just pick one. And I said, well, why don't we take a drive and let's look at these on a house. And we looked at both of those roofing shingles on a full home. And when she saw the full blown out roof, all of a sudden she had an opinion on oh yeah, that one's got a lot more red and we've got those shutters and door, you know, with that kind of red color that, yeah, I think that roof would look way better. So how you see these things and select them is so important through that process in the, the, the front of your home and the curb appeal of your home is literally one of the most important things you could do, especially for, you know, do it for yourself. It doesn't mean you have to move, but if you are going to, you know, want to, upgrade or get bigger home or do something, you know, it, you got to get people in that home and that's what makes them pull up, feel comfortable and really kind of go, wow, okay, that, that looks really good. And that's something that, you know, I'd love to get into. And, you know, another main, main reason I see quite often is in changing that curb appeal and, and kind of doing it, you know, a reason to do it for yourself is once you've been there, I've had so many Clients that they've just been there so long, and they're like, I've been looking at this style of this house for fifteen or twenty or twenty-five years, and I'm just done. I either need to move or I need it to look different and look better because I've just been looking at the same thing for too long. And that's another good reason to really kind of change things up and just make them, you know, more appealing and all of that. So, but then when you think about how all those pieces happen. How you put that project together? How do you plan it right? Build it right? You know, I was going over a big outdoor project with a client just last week on uh, Thursday, and you know, we were talking about this one painter that's going to come in and they're going to do this whitewash kind of painting on their brick to change the color of the brick, and it's it's a good process and it works. And and they said, well when do you think she would come into this process of the whole thing? Cause we're going to build a new porch and we're going to put on a new roof and we're doing gutters and we're going to paint soffit fascia and all the other stuff in the porch. And I said, well, we need some management time to figure all this out and we need to have some conversations with her too. I said, do you know, do they, do they spray this on or do they, you know, roll and brush or how does this, this go on of what they're doing? Cause there's different ways to do it. And they said, well, I don't know. And it's like, well, yeah, so we need to have these conversations because if they're going to spray it, they're probably going to want to go before a lot of our painting, and then we can cut right into what they did, and they've got less masking and things like that to do to protect things, you know, that they won't have to protect because they're going to be painted anyways. So it really kind of opened their eyes to, you know, who and when's the gutter and when's the roof and when's the, you know, trim boards and painting? Well, they're taking off a cedar shake and they're going to shingles. It's a lot thinner roof system, and so there's trim boards to change out and all of that. So it's kind of half and half to where we're going to do some up front, get some demo, let the roof go on, and then a lot of these trim boards go on after. And if everything is a different subcontractor, that can get really monotonous in managing and how to get through it. So having our employees that do all of this and then bring the people in at the right time is just an impeccable way to get through a project and and really, you know, get it done correctly and well. So, we're coming up pretty close to a hard break, but I want to remind everybody that, you know, any of these topics, give me a shout and uh, get in on this. 314-241-9797 and if you have any projects like this, you want to have us check it out, you want to have me or Mosby come out. Just give our office a call 314-909-1800 and we'll get something set up for you. She said I had it to me. All right, we are back. We are running right along, rolling through this. Want to remind everybody real quick that uh, we've we've got our gift card giveaway, so you want to call in, leave a phone number when you do, and we'll pick a winner at the end of the show. And someone that calls in and asks me a question on the air will win a $25 Stephanie's gift card. You do not want to miss out on that. You can get a wonderful, wonderful meal with the $25 bucks for sure. Um, all Italian. Their Steph Special Pizza is absolutely awesome. So get in on that with me, 314-241-9797. And uh, I also want to remind real quick that we, you know, we had that seminar today. And if you're interested in different topics all year long, we're going to be covering all kinds of topics on our seminars. We've got about seven or eight of these that we're doing this year. So go to our website, callmosby.com. Look that up. There's blogs. There's all sorts of information. You can find the seminars, register for them, let us know which one you want to get in on and We'd love to love to have you. at dot Check it out online. You'll absolutely love everything about it. And I think I'm going to jump to the phone here and see if I can get Steve with me. But I just hang on after this call because I am going to do this this uh, Rich's right at home hack. You're going to absolutely love that. Do not go away for that. But I want to get through uh, get through Steve here and see if we can help out. Are you with us, Steve? Are you there?
2: Yes, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now.
2: How are you yeah. doing? Good deal. Hey, um, with a subdivision, with, uh, we've had a lot of problems uh, with the, uh, con- the flat concrete work in the subdivision, driveways and the roads, of, uh, big sections that need to Uh been replaced. Uh, uh-huh. it's, our house is 30 years old, and we live in an area on a section of the street where it's curved and kind of banked away from us. Okay yeah, so we're at the outside of that curve, and we've had a huge problem with street creep over the last 30 years. Uh, the road is street has probably moved a good foot towards our house okay uh, in fact, uh, about twelve years ago or so, the county came in and they tore up the, the little section driveway of our driveway between the street and the sidewalk and reported with uh, two great big wide polyurethane expansion joints in between i think they were each about eight inches wide okay that's and those good. are down now to about a total of eight inches so we're just i, I need a new driveway because the driveway's gone bad uh partly because of this but also just because of the poor you know work and the, yeah. the aging that's going on but uh, i want to try to deal with the street creep or have some kind of strategy for it at the same time. And I didn't know if we're within St. Louis County, I didn't know if St. Louis County should bear some of the responsibility for that. If I should try to go after them for some help or, uh, from an engineering standpoint, what you thought some, a good approach might be.
0: Um, yeah. So from a, from an engineering standpoint, really the approach that they have taken is exactly what it needs to be. And, you know, street creep is, is super hard to control, um, and, and really them putting in those expansions and everything and creating the space to let the street move so that it's not pushing against the house, you know, and the foundation and destroying that is really yeah. all that that can be done and that they can do. And it sounds like you've got a pretty, pretty severe case of it because, you know, usually those expansion Joint widths are about four inches, and they generally put one. Yeah. So the street actually moving a foot is is a lot, um, and, and you're probably sitting. You got a lot of clay in that area.
2: Uh, it's total clay. Yeah. It was, so it's all the, you know this thing grading, so everything was yep. poured right on top of the clay. Now they did tear a part of the street right in from the driveway to that one section of concrete. I talked to the guys that were out there, kind of ad hoc, when they were doing it, and mm-hmm. they told them about the problem. They did put down a, a, they dug in a little deeper and put a deeper bed of gravel instead of pouring it right on the, right on the the clay, yeah. right in front. And that may have helped a little bit, but still, it's been you know an ongoing problem.
0: Yeah, so so I would have to guess that that you know in replacing the driveway, you just need to keep up with that in having those expansions and watching and maintaining I think you're just going to have a maintenance issue with that and and St. Louis is going to be, you know, in control and you know held accountable for that street and and you know making sure it's okay and that putting it back in the right place and probably they'll probably have the same maintenance of redoing that more often than they want to also but I honestly, I don't know if you're going to be able to get anything out of them for that driveway. I highly, highly doubt it. Okay, so but I would definitely recommend using a good, good, you know, quality concrete company for that driveway that has known and, and dealt with these kind of issues. And they'll know more what to do with the bigger base and, you know, stuff like that. So your driveway might cost a little more, but they can get a little more lasting value and less maintenance out of that if they do it properly.
2: Any uh, companies you would suggest?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, B and W concrete is, is who we use as a trade partner. We've been using them for years. They just replaced not too long ago, a few months back the sidewalk at my house and there's some steps in it. And I have, I have the exact same thing you have. I have street creep, and it was crushing the sidewalk and somebody replaced a portion of it. And then I was, that was before I'd bought the house. And now we were looking at replacing it again. And I was, I brought them out and said, you know, what do we do to help keep this from happening again? Cause they cut the sidewalk back, you know, the city did, they put the expansion in there and it still, you know, kind of buckled at some and, and Larry and them at B and W came up with a great plan with my sidewalk on how to, lap one on top of the other with the step and let it kind of move individually and and kind of, yeah, slide one on the other. And they even put some plastic and stuff in there to try and help facilitate Mm -hmm. that so that they didn't like glue together, you know, when they poured it and they made it a little bit bigger so it could kind of do that. So, yeah, B&W Concrete is the best concrete company in St. Louis in my eyes. They really focus and pay attention on these sort of things. And that's why we utilize them for all our concrete at Mosby Building Arts.
2: Okay, well, that's good to know. I'll give them a call. It's definitely got to, it's on my spring uh, projects list. So along with, the, uh, that's my main goal right now is uh, for the spring is, and I'm also, you know, redoing the front of the house quite a bit, but uh, that driveway has really been perplexing for me. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, I appreciate okay. it.
0: Okay, hey, no problem. I appreciate the call. It's definitely a, a stressful thing in, in and in a topic that we see of a lot around our area you know, with these, with the clay soils and stuff, it, it happens quite a bit, the street creep and the, the weeping of the water up through, you know, cause it all sits between that concrete and that clay and doesn't run off real well. And, you know, it's, it's near towards the surface. So you get a lot of water coming out of that concrete because of that condition. So uh, um, I want to get into this hack because I think this is some really, really great information. So um and last week you know i did one on removing ice and snow from your deck so if you're looking for any information on that you can go back and listen you know go to 97.1 news talks website and you can find you know the past shows and hear some of these hacks if you've missed one or you hear about it and it's something that you you really want to find out about but so today it's kind of disinfectants sanitize versus disinfectants How do they really work and what do you really need to do? And so kind of the same thing is, you know, looking at that. So sanitize is basically meant to, you know, reduce, but not kill, you know, any bacteria, virus, fungi, whatever, any kind of growth. Disinfectant is supposed to kill those microscopic organisms. And it's, you know, really, you know, claim to that it should do that and, You know, modern-day disinfectants are saying, you know, basically a 100%, 99.9%, you know, they'll kill all of these orgasms and everything, you know, on on your your countertop, stuff like that. So, But when you buy these products, I, I urge everybody, read the instructions on the bottle, understand what you have to do to make it work. So I took a few examples of these, and so there's some Lysol, disinfectant wipes. We have these wipes at my house. We wipe things off with them all the time. So so the instructions say, wipe it on a hard, non-porous surface and uh, get it until it's visibly wet. Allow the surface to remain wet for 10 minutes and then let it air dry. Okay, no one does that. No, I didn't know that we had to do that, you know, 10 minutes. So Clorox has another one, an Anywhere Hard Surface Sanitizing Spray, that basically says let's stand for two minutes. But I kind of urge that's a sanitizing spray. It's not meant for actually disinfecting. Um, so the best one I'd found out there is a Clorox Cleanup. And it actually has some bleach in it and it gets to where, you know, bleach is the best thing for actually killing these. Um, But when you read the instructions on that one, spray the product four to six inches from the surface until thoroughly wet. Let stand 30 seconds. So if you know and understand that's probably something someone cleaning a house could actually do rinse or wipe after that. Um, So then I kind of got into, so look at how to clean a toilet and, You know, cleaning a toilet with bleach is basically, you know, flush it out first. Step one. Step two, you pour in a half a cup of, you know, regular Clorox bleach and then you scrub the bowl, scrub it real good, get under the rim. Step four is you wait five minutes for disinfecting. You just let it sit for five minutes. Don't let your pets or your kids around it. Let it sit there, flush it again. Then you're good to go. And, Lysol actually has a toilet bowl cleaner with bleach that actually says the exact same thing in those directions. And I question how many people are, you know, letting this sit for five minutes, you know, if they haven't done this research and everything and done it. So I think you got to ask yourself, what are you looking for out of these cleaners? Are you looking to disinfect things like the flu and flu season and all this other stuff And then if you are, you really got to read these directions and make sure that, you know, you're getting these products to work for you because I've been wiping down thinking I'm disinfecting things for forever, and and I'm really not. I'm lucky if I'm sanitizing the amount of time that we're leaving that on there and everything. So that is my hack for this week, and uh, I hope it was helpful. I hope it was good information. If you have anything you want to give me on that or think about that, give me a call, 314 241 nine seven nine seven lewis if you can hold the line i will get to you when we return all right we are back this is it last segment we're running through this like we always do and uh, i want to just as i promised i'm going to get right to the phone we'll get to lewis here and see what's going on are you with us lewis
1: I'm right here. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Thank you very much for calling in. What do you have going on?
1: Well, I got some property. It's uh, on a hill, a uh, big hill, actually. And uh, I'm thinking about building a guest cabin and then a house beside that later on. I have county water, electricity, phone. Cable TV that works kind of sometimes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, I'm thinking about, I got to put in a septic tank. Here's what I'm planning on doing. What I'm hoping to do is put in one tank and then wiring the input from, you know, the cabin and the house. Have them both go to just one septic tank.
0: Okay. Okay
1: sizable or and what once okay two questions one how much is all it's going to cost me and two uh i've seen old time plans where you, you actually flow everything into four big boxes of gravel and then into the tank now is that still the way to do that or i don't know if you've heard of that or not
0: okay, okay. yeah that one I've, I personally have not heard of, but that could be something older than me, you know, that maybe they tried years back and, and stuff like that. But generally, you know, the ones I know of, yeah, everything goes to the tank and then out to the field and everything. And Yeah, kind um, try a filter, uh,
1: filter type of thing, you
0: know. Yeah, and, and the question really, there, there's, a, what I, there's a lot of engineering that happens in a septic system. Um, in the area, they have to account for the soil type and, and all these things of how the stuff works. And and then, you know, how many bedrooms you have is, is, you know, how big the tank needs to be and all this. So as far as wiring in and doing them both, you know, on the same tank, I think could work as long as it's engineered and the tank's big enough. And it's, it's just not too much because some of them even have two tanks. You know, where if there's that much, sometimes you just need that in order to, you know, have the system work and function right. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So that when you get big enough homes and stuff like that, so, you know, and in, in, it would also, you know, wonder too, you'd have to kind of look at the cost of, so do you have a septic tank or septic system now on the actual home?
1: And, and it's just blank land on a hilltop. Nothing. I haven't built anything yet.
0: Oh, okay, so so, so um, there's nothing there yet.
1: yeah, my cousin does, but he's way too far away for me to wire into his. Yeah, I have to be putting all this in on my own you know
0: yep so 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 you do have the opportunity to engineer and figure that out because if you already had one and you were trying to wire another one into it, then you might not have enough, and you know you'd have to look at the cost difference in one system, you know adding a system or trying to make a system bigger or work better. You know, and, and there there be could be a big cost way in that. But, you know, septic t- systems that I've seen us, you know, put in are generally, I mean, 15,000 is like a starting point. A lot of them are around probably 20, wow. you know, to put the whole system in. Okay. So, yeah, they're pretty. And if you get big in a, in a lot of bedrooms and stuff, yeah, it can even get, you know, way above that. and And it also depends on... The the area and the dirt and the depth and then is there trees to take out, you know, in order to get a spot big enough, you know. Oh, I to, can work to, around all that. Okay, yeah. So so hopefully you wouldn't have a whole lot of all that tagging on to it, but yeah, you could easily be fifteen, twenty thousand without a doubt. You know, putting in a whole new septic system.
1: You know? I was hoping for around three to six, but oh okay. Right. Yeah, they're
0: they're pretty expensive. You know, most of the people that we've dealt with yeah, and I'm
1: trying you know, to figure this into the cost of this little cabin, cost of the house and
0: everything, you know, so. Yep, yep. But it, it is very difficult until you get the engineering. You know, even people that put in septics can't even give you much more than just a guess like that until they see the actual system and it's been engineered for to to accommodate what you're building, you know. So you'll have an initial price 1000 to $1,500 of just, Pain an engineer to figure out, dig holes in the ground and figure out where it can be, how it can work, how big it needs to be and all of that yeah, just to get really, through it.
1: It's really rocky soil because it's on a place called Rock Creek. Ah, yeah. Nothing but rocks under a cave and rocks, you know.
0: Yep, and that won't make it much easier, I don't believe, yeah. you know, they digging through to, and all that.
1: They might have to blast, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yep, and the engineer might even be more just to figure it out because he'll probably, instead of just hand digging, he might have to bring in some equipment
1: oh, I'm to sure dig I'm some
0: sure. holes, you know. So, yep, does that sound good?
1: That, that answers my question.
0: All huh? right, hey, no problem. I, I appreciate the call. I'm glad I could help you out and uh, want to uh, just kind of finalize some things here as far as you know, reminders of things going on, um, join our seminars. We're going to be having them almost once a month or close to that. Check out our website to find those seminars and get a part of that. we will have, today's was on kitchens. We will have another one on kitchens. I believe it's in July if you look it up. Um, but we've got exteriors in March and there will be, after that, we're going to have some bathrooms and all sorts of different topics on you know these different seminars they're they're great fun they're great information uh check us out online call mosby.com and get registered for those see when they are you'll absolutely love them you can find me on facebook twitter uh just look mosby rich oris or at rich Orris on twitter and send me some information questions whatever you need Love to help you out. Had a blast, and I will look forward to talking to everybody next week.
1: Get more at 971 talkcom